Room, 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 where Carolina, Carolina Panthers, Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers, Panthers and opinions. And opinions. Only, Only one podcast, podcast. roars ferociously. It's the C3, it's the C3 Panthers, Panthers podcast. Are you hyped? Are you hyped, folks? Because the Panthers are beating that ass in the final preseason game. As they trot out their starters right now, the game has six minutes and 22 seconds left on my screen. The Panthers are up 31 to three against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think there are some certain signs of optimism or some things to make us optimistic about this team, but also questions, concerns, Joey slide with the yips, the yips, the yaps. This guy's out of here. It's the C3 Panthers post-game show. The number is 252-228-5098. And I'm hanging out with my co-host, my producer, my main squeeze, the man with the hot takes, Cody Lashney. Welcome to the show. Tony, Dylan, this is something you haven't heard in a long time. The Panthers are beating the shit out of the Steelers. Let's go. Hey, man, I'm pumped. I'm happy that the Panthers uh, had a good night tonight. There was a lot of good things. There was a few bad things. We're going to discuss absolutely all of it on tonight's show. And you know we're going to do it with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube. Choppy71, AJ Lindsay, Eric Morello, Isaac Irvin, John Jenkins, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. You heard the man. It's the C3 Panthers post-game show. Call in at 252-228-5098. We want to hear your thoughts as you saw Sam Darnold in his first real appearance in a Carolina Panthers jersey, a significant appearance. As you saw DJ Moore continue to just get catch after catch after catch. And I got to say this, is I am a believer. I'm a believer in Terrace Marshall Jr., I have been fully converted. I have put his name on the safe list of jersey buys at this point, folks. Uh, We've got offensive line to talk about. We've got quarterback competitions to talk about. we got Chuba Hubbard to talk about. And Cam Irving isn't terrible? What? 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 But the center of the offensive line might be awful. CK, the sexiest voice in streaming what is the deal you know uh i think this had an opportunity to really deflate a lot of people's uh hopes for this season and we're going to take it with a grain of salt right there is a uh a, a bit of a a moniker here you got to keep in mind that is we were facing the backups of the steelers but so, you know it, this is a game of inches and so the backups for the steelers are still a lot of starting caliber players in the NFL. Um, So we were able to come in and actually do some things efficiently. um, And I'm glad they played the way that they did, because if this would have been the other way, which is what we thought it was going to be early on when this offensive line couldn't get any push. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hyped to say that this, this lends to some excitement for the, for the season guys. They did much yeah, better than that Madden simulation that we uploaded, didn't they? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> much it's better. It went a little bit better. It went a little bit better. But, uh, again, I can't wait. When does Madden update the rosters, dude? Because how are we – we better get um, – and it's probably after they do the 53, cut to the 53. Madden thinks that the Panthers are straight-up trash, dude. 
we are, oh, especially our defensive have, line. I mean, you should have thought about that in many ways with the like the way it was kind of set up from last year until we see. Anyway, we're not going to go over Madden. My point is, um, I, I thought that they were, it was kind of representative of what we expected Darnold to be, right? Um, there's some things in there that, uh, and we'll go back to that. All right, the number's 252-228-5098. We want to hear what you want to talk about because, I, I, do we start with Sam Darnold? Is that yeah, what we, we have, have to. to start with? We have Absolutely. I, I, what I wrote first on my shit was, I'm hyped about this defense. Yeah, That's I mean, listen. I'm hyped we're, we're, about this defense. But if we got to start with Sam Darnold, I understand. I mean, we could really start either or. Uh, I mean, I think one of the things that we've been saying for a long time is that this defense was going to be savage this year. And it would even benefit us if it took our offense a little time to get going because we would have the defense to be able to cover for them. Granted, we were going against the twos tonight, but Tony Dunn and all you Panther faithful, let me tell you, Derek Brown looks fucking unblockable. Brian Burns is in on almost every single play. He's he had a night in the night, dude. On like and a- he got an intercept. Dude, Brian Burns is the man. He's going to have such a big time season this year. Um, I was even fairly impressed with our linebackers. I think Jermaine Carter played well. Uh, Frankie Louvu in the second half came in and did nice. And look, I already told you guys, call me the hot take king. I don't care what you call me. J.C. Horn is a lot down corner, and that's the defensive rookie of the year, and you can't tell me different. Dude, I'm loving that defense. Uh, they look savage, man. Right now, uh, we have yet to give up a touchdown this game so this is I'm, I'm loving it this is what i'm so hyped about this defense about right now is all the names you listed the only one that uh, i was really going to do in my list was brian burns not saying those other guys what i'm saying is there's three or four other names that are worthy of talking about on that defense Absolutely. In, the, in that same conversation Number one, Hassan Reddick continues to be a, a, a damn force out there. He's all over the place, too. And all y'all people that said, oh, I don't know if Hassan, if Hassan Reddick's just going to be because he got flashy numbers because they were always blitzing him and got sacks. No, this dude's all over the place, right? How about this? What about the Hartsfield kid? Yeah, Miles Hartsfield. Yeah, looked really good. Madden had him doing pretty well as well in the, in the simulation, to be fair. Like, he was yeah. making some good plays. And, um, again, I, I, and look, G. Cavassier said in the chat, even Dante Jackson making big tackles up in there. Oh, Dante Jackson had three tackles, and but also there were form tackles, too. How many times have we seen Dante Jackson just not wrap up in the past and end up letting a big play go right by him when they could have made the play? Tonight, his Form tackling was fantastic. He was fast, played physical. Yeah, I'm expecting a very big year out of Dante Jackson. And last but not least, how about this? Is that the last name? We listed all these people, right? Balling. All right. J.C. Horn, defense of this. Jeremy Chin still, he's like Brian Bird's badass. Brian Bird's and Jeremy Chin are next level players, homie. Chin check. Chin check. Chin 
on even when he's beat comes back and makes giant plays. Like oh, this but, but, dude is a monster, homie. If this defense can stay legit healthy, I'm starting to feel really good about the this unit. And again, and call me Mr. Consistent, I'm still meh on Shaq Thompson. Oh, yeah, I said that too. Uh, the one play that I made it a point to look at him uh, tonight, he mess, he misread the play completely and, yeah. and got confused. Not, yeah, it, it's, it's very disappointing. Next Jeremy Chin. You know what I'm saying? He was, we were sold that he was right. this multi-tool, crazy athlete, all of this, and super smart. With I'm not saying stupid because obviously everybody, the coaches love him, all this. But he's like the worst guy on the defense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, another update. Uh, Santoso just made another field goal. Uh, and, when I, yeah. and when I say uh, Santoso, I do mean the kicker for the Carolina Panthers in the 2021 season. Listen, if any of you got the chance to listen to the Panthers broadcast, Steve Smith would take any and every opportunity to absolutely the shit all over Joey's slide, dude. I'm talking very history of the football game, though. Also, this he also said that um, he reminded the best kicker in the history of football, basically Justin Tucker, every time he went out there to kick. <laughs> he said, "Your kicking is because of my ass." Yeah, <laughs> the best but- kicker. He don't even respect the best kicker in the league. He has zero respect for kickers. I wonder if he just like imprinted that in his head at one point after so the Super Bowl. No, like, well, maybe, or when he uh, every <laughs> time he got a punt return because he had to beat a kicker or a punter as the last guy, so he just thought they were a bunch of bitches the whole way down the field. Uh, CK, we talked about this defense being a- exciting, and and you know we've been hype on the defense for the way the trajectory of that group ever since really the benching of tired whitehead last season. But tonight we got to see the new quarterback of the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold, the Panthers, um, you know, tried this experiment with Teddy Bridgewater last year, um, cut bait quickly with him and then have taken on a reclamation project in Sam Darnold. Your thoughts on Sam Darnold's performance, first performance in the black and blue. You know, well, first meaningful, first meaningful performance, you know, that's more than two throws. You know, it started out a bit choppy. Like he wasn't, don't get me wrong. He wasn't like throwing a tremendous amount of Aaron throws. There were some throws that I know he'd like to have back um, that that could have very well been a big game changers. But once he settled in, like he was, he was a, a laser beam with that thing. And honestly, I, we knew that he had an arm, but when you see the zip that he puts on that that ball, it's it's it, I don't want to say it's quite Cam Newton esque, but it's it's it, it just feels it's sharp, anti Bridgewater esque. It's tight, yes. and, and like, <laughs> yeah. you can see the difference, and you can see the difference between Teddy Bridgewater and and Sam Darnold's uh, football. Like it just it, one just looks like it's much easier to catch than the other. Um, and, uh, and Sam Darnold, man, he, he came out, he led this team. Um, like I said, it wasn't perfect. And a lot of that has to do with our offensive line doing absolutely nothing 
to protect him. Yeah. Um, but he was able to, you know, I felt like I was I was negative on uh, Joe Brady's play calling up until maybe that 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 second quarter, and they were able to do a couple of creative things. Uh, I still wasn't high on his performance, but I think they they did a uh, a lot of adjustments to make sure that that offensive line wasn't such a liability. And uh, and it worked. It worked really well. Sam Darnold was able to come down there with two touchdowns. He got what was his uh, final number? Two or 160 yards uh, with two touchdowns in the first half. I mean, if you look at that as a trajectory, he could have yeah. very well had over 300 yards. For the, yeah, yeah not, uh, game, four touchdown pace. Yeah, right? nine, nine, 19 of 25, 162 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, <laughs> one sack, and 119.1. Passer rating, and I agree. I kind of echo the sentiments that CK just said. I really didn't enjoy Joe Brady's play calling early in the game. I, I really didn't understand um, some of the run calls that they made. Right. Even even Steve Smith was kind of all over it in the comments. But you know, really, I can I feel like I'm okay of chalking that up to Sam's first game with live contact. Right. And of course, he's going to get a little bit flustered. It's his first game, you know, playing, you know, more than just one series at home. And this was his first time, you know, where he could really take a sustained beating. And, you know, CK also mentioned it earlier that the offensive line did not impress. And I want to stay on Sam, but we're going to get to not all of them. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking. Cam the worst tackle you've ever. Seen? I'm not talking about Tam, uh, about Cam Irving. I'm talking about Matt Paradis. And Fline. Yeah, him and yeah, Fline got blown player. up three times player. today. Yeah. I mean, they really, really. I, I was really disappointed in our offensive interior early on, but at at a certain point, we found a rhythm, right. and you really started to see what kind of a monster. <laughs> matchup Terrace Marshall Jr. is going to be. That man is a hands catcher. He has the size, the speed, the stride. Um, and listen, once I'm Sam, all in now. I've seen yeah. what I needed to see. I needed to see some more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to be cautious. Right. I, I try to be cautious and getting too, too hype. But I put him on the list of safe jerseys to buy. Uh, let's, oh, yeah. I want to stick on this Sam Darnold thing before we move on because yeah, yeah. you said it started out choppy. I would say I saw a little nerves in the beginning. Certainly. Right? Uh, there was one overthrow, right? I saw this one overthrow where he, he, he threw behind Robbie Anderson on another play. That was a little bit down the road. The, the one play that I had the most concern about is in a, if you want to take one play and make it the biggest deal in the world, was he was getting sacked and he tried to spin out and still throw the ball. And they yeah. caught it down. And it was just like, you know what? At this point, that shit was lost, Tommy. You were done. There ain't no and it, and that was some stuff we we seen Cam do. We we've seen a lot of quarterbacks. They don't want to lose. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to yeah. have a bad play. And but when you do that, that that's a pit, that's a scoop and score in the regular season if yeah. they let that roll. And I'm I'm concerned about that. Uh, that was the one play, but I felt like you said, as um, they started, you know, the first five or six throws, kind of conservative in the play calling. Also, um, I saw the jitters were a little bit, you know, you saw him sweating. You almost saw his face like the nerves, but 
you know, you, you connect on a few, you start feeling it, feeling <laughs> it. And I think we put, I think what we saw is this, is that, man, there are, there's some real talent on this offense that yeah. has arguably been there a little bit. And uh, we're starting to see the potential of the, of those dudes. You know what I'm saying? It's like Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore getting it done on every fucking play. I mean, every play, these guys are open. They're catching the ball. They're working <laughs> they're, they're straight. Then you had Terrace Marshall Jr. Tommy Trimble now getting in, in the action. We haven't even seen Christian McCaffrey. I thought Sam Darnold did exactly what I wanted him to do tonight to make me feel better, and that is to not look bad. Right. And he looked better than not bad. He looked better than average. And it looked like to me that he was reading the defenses well enough. He was commanding the calls well enough that I started to see what the scouts said he could be. Yeah, I mean, listen, Sam Donald has a ton of potential, and we frankly have the weapons that we thought we needed to help Sam Donald rejuvenate his career. I also like what Sam, uh, what Joe Brady did in trying to move Sam out the pocket a few times, get him on the move, get him rolling around. Um, I think he did really good. And listen, uh, I, I said this on Twitter, our offense, the, the core fundamentals – from last season to this season, aren't going to change that much. When you have DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson, these are guys that are elite yards after catch type of guys. So when you have those types, you're going to force the defense to play close and play tough. That's eventually going to open up the deep shots. And that's what happened last year. There was a ton of deep shots open for DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. But listen, we don't have to rehash last year. We never were able to really capitalize on those downfield shots. But I think once Sam uh, finds a rhythm and and just really gets into it with Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, living from that, you know, five to 10 yard pass kind of life, then the, the, the deep stuff is going to open itself up. And I think that that isn't going to change this year. And this defense is going to help us out tremendously. Because even if our offense takes some time to gel, man, this defense playing as savage as it is, that bodes well for what the Panthers are trying to do on offense right now. I saw someone who, I want to give them credit in this. I mean, as uh, someone said, can we have the tight end conversation at this point? Um interestingly we saw ian thomas tonight i actually he exists he is a person he is real and he did start with the ones so i think this is that he played enough at the right times where i think he's going to be on the team but where the heck has he been at and by the way tommy tremble i hope you're quaking in your boots folks this man (laughs) is good He's a good football yeah. player. He's, right. damn He's a good, good football player. I like him a lot. He's damn good, man. I mean, listen, people have been making the comparison and say it's too lofty all you want, but a lot of people think that's our own version of Travis Kelsey. I mean, he might not be as fast. or uh, I mean, not Kelsey, George Kittle. He might not be as fast as Kittle, but dude is tough as hell. He has incredible hands. 
And yeah, I think him and Dan Arnold, that's going to be a really good one-two punch. So um, I'm hoping that we continue to see more from them. Uh, I think that that tight end connection of Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold, that's very real. And I think that's going to pay dividends for the Panthers this year. I'm not even sold on that. This guy's got to earn my love more other than just being a cheerleader on the sidelines. I'm a, I'm on the Tommy Tremble train right now. Yeah. Dan Arnold, watch out. Choo choo. Tommy Tremble coming through. Um, can I, right, can we, uh, here's yeah, what I'll on. say before we do anything else. Like I, the, what this game has done for me is solidify what I, what I think we all have been hoping for, which is that we're going to have one of the most, uh, very possibly one of the best offensive weapons, uh, like a group of weapons in the NFL. Like, it, it, let's say Dan Arnold can actually come on, and he actually is a you know Greg Olson two point uh, Let's say Tommy Trimble is able to come on, and he's able to show that he's an explosive uh, tight end. Now you add that with Terrace Marshall. Now you have Robbie Anderson for another three years, and DJ Moore is going to get his bag by the end of this year. Uh, I mean, you're you gotta, and then add all that to the mix. CMC's in the backfield. And and, and and Chuba Hubbard is is absolutely doing things that I think that we are all excited about. Um, listen, I mean, outside of the biggest question mark, which is our offensive line, and whether Sam Darnold can be consistent uh, over a long period of time, um, this this is something that I think all Panthers fans should be super stoked about. Yeah, definitely. I know uh, you got to roll early tonight. Um, I got to get your thoughts on this kicking battle before you do go. I'm getting- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, Is it a battle, actually? No, no, no. After after Joey Sly missed after Joey Sly missed his field goal, it was clear the coaching staff made their decision right then and there. Like it was done. They put they put Santioso in there, and he was able to get a fifty two yarder. It, granted, it was a circus one. It hit the pole and was able to go in. Got very lucky. His first kick was fifty two yards. And yeah. how about that? Did you see him laughing and grinning? He felt good after that. Oh, like, absolutely. Hitters were off of him. Joey Sly would have been down having a meltdown on the sideline. Yeah, well, he was there after he <laughs> missed the second one. Hey, when we were when we were when we were talking about uh the about Joey Sly, JJ Jansen had his arm around him on the sideline and Sly had his head down. Looks like he wanted to cry, man. I'm I mean, I almost feel bad for the dude at this point. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, he got the. It yip, sucks as a human. Dude. It, it sucks as a human, head, bro. It's yeah. in his head. And guess what? This would be me if I was out there. This is exactly what would happen to me, because like it, this is what happens. I used to bowl, so I was like on this bowling team, and like every time the pressure was on, and the ner- and the spotlight was there, it just folded, crumpled. But nobody's looking. I throw down four strikes in a row. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's in your head, Joey Slime. Sorry. Unbelievable. It's, it's over. It's over. Sandra, do you believe that they can – are they just going to go with this dude that has not kicked? Did you hear that? He kicked his first field goal in the NFL in five – like his first one ever. Ever. Yeah. He didn't yeah. kick in college since like 2015. And he just came in and beat Joey Sly tonight. He made all his kicks and Joey missed. I think Joey's in his head. I mean, I think Joey has the talent. I mean, I think he's playing worse right now than he was last year. But, hey, man, that's the nature of the NFL. Not for long. That's what it stands for. uh, You know, 
it's that's the name of the game. All right, All right. Okay. any other uh, special things you need to say before you? I know you got to go soon. No, but... guys, uh, just uh, be on the lookout. This this one this uh, week's uh, episode of the uh, Madden Simulation, um, which we've got to name that uh, probably something a little more clever. Um, and so, if there's something anybody in the chat wants to come up with, and you know, even Tony or Cody, if you guys are able to think of anything uh, that we can start to call that that weekly segment, um, it'll be less rushed than uh, this week's was. Uh, hopefully we'll get it out the day before instead of the morning of. I had some trouble uploading it, so that was my fault. Um, and, uh, you know, but keep an eye out for that. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. We're going to get better and better as we go. Maybe uh, if we can get this thing to grow, maybe we can start to add some special guests. Maybe like a, you know, if we get big enough with it. Sniff. Like a, like a, like a, I don't know if we'd get to that level, but maybe so like good. a. It's so good. You're going to make Steve Smith look bad. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think Steve Smith like would, would jump at the opportunity this week. And I was like, I was like, man, it was so good last week. How's it going to be better? And it was. It was just like killer, man. Killer. Hey, listen, here's the thing is Steve Smith may want to do it because this is the last game he was going to call this year. Because, uh, I mean, you know, he, he seems to be having a lot of fun in the booth. Maybe he'd be down to do it. But, like, maybe getting some special guests, maybe some, like, media people, maybe get – you know, former players who might be interested in uh, commentating with me or something like that. I feel like that would be the, the the end goal. Maybe even get to a point where I'm like ripping the post game interviews of like DJ Moore and like not showing like the actual me asking random questions and then answering it that like just to be you know funny um, on the field. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. All right, CK. Um, we're gonna jump into these cat calls. All right, uh, what these fans got to say. Later, Later, guys. Y'all have a good evening. Peace Keep pounding. Love, we'll brother. see you guys Keep Tuesday pounding. night. Tuesday night, C three Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast. And while you're here, folks, go ahead, smash the thumbs up button, subscribe, hit the little bell notification, and also, if you like to listen to podcasts, like I mean, actually, podcast does imply an audio version this is a video podcast live but it's syndicated folks it's syndicated on itunes tune in stitcher spotify wherever you get your dang podcast at so with us tuesday friday after the games and more content coming and don't forget folks you can call into the show at 252-228-5098 can we jump into these cat calls, Cody? Before you do, we have to do our due diligence. 89 J Stubbs with the 199 says JC and Terrence Marshall Jr. looking elite. And they certainly are, man. We're so pumped about them. And then my brother Nick Montiero uh, with the 199 says Sam's wearing his no decision shirt. So many questions. Yeah, as we still don't know what that means. He's the only one that we've seen Some people to wear that shirt. That- I got messages after our last show from people saying no decisions means like it's no decision, but everything is a Panther football. It was this kind of meta, um, no, not metaphorical. It was real, just like this kind of heavy. It was very heavy. I'm kind of, uh, you, Cody, you kind of talked me into this. Is like, can, can I give you my, little, oh, yeah, go ahead. Can, please. I, can I give you my little cuckoo conspiracy theory? Which is probably bullshit, but whatever. Uh, that he had no decision but to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, well, that was not after, it, it, after you saw what happened to Denzel Perryman. Hey, 
Uh, <laughs> might not be the most ridiculous. Uh, yeah, idea. maybe so. Maybe All right, so. don't forget your cat calls are powered by Avolta. You can own your own energy. Uh, you can achieve energy independence. Get a fixed rate on your on your energy bill for the rest of your life. That's crazy, right? You can contact Kevin Brown, solar consultant with Avolta. His number is 704-215-3373. Tell him the C3 Panthers podcast sent you because he's a Panthers fan and he will look out for you because you're not a Saints fan or you're not a Falcons fan. And you say this, it's homie. I live in North and South Carolina. I'm a homeowner. And I want to get tax credits, equity, and take advantage of all these cool things. Avolta, 704-215-3373. Let's jump into these cat calls. I'll tell you the number. I know. It's like confusing now. I'm not giving all these phone numbers out. I'm giving all these phone numbers out. But listen to this one. This is our phone number where you can be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast. You can call in the cat calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. We want to hear your thoughts on Sam Darnold, the Carolina Panthers, putting the starters out there. Are you hyped about this defense? Who are the num? Who's your jersey? You're buying. I want to hear that because I'm about to buy. Like I got like, I put a list. I got a list, Cody. When we get in these yeah. calls, yeah, I got six people that I I think are locks, and I cannot tell you the last time I said there were six names on this. <laughs> team I will buy their damn jersey today. Tony's right. excited about some draft picks, y'all. Who'd have thought? Ooh, I'm loving it. Uh, only uh, two of them are rookies. Only two rookies on this list. The elite ones you guys mentioned. All right, let's jump into these cat calls. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sweet Double J. And, of course, I just got to say, did y'all witness the Walker wonder? Well, there wasn't much. I don't know. Anyway, I, I just got to say, I, I love I love me some PJ Walker. Witness the Walker wonder. But, Will, Will Greer, I just watched you run a touchdown in, and you're my guy, man. You are just about as bald as I am, but you're growing your hair along, and more power to you, brother. I mean, oh. It looks terrible. <laughs> I told you, dude. And as oh, a long-haired person, as a long-haired person, I think, and I think that's how you described it on the last show. Like we ain't trying to trash on people who are trying yeah. to grow their hair out, right? Normally, we support long hair. Looking. Don't care. He was good looking when he had his like tats and his his hair all done, and he got in. He has a good looking wife and a family, and now he looks like a like a Chewbacca looking dude coming out there. I got to give Will Greer a lot of credit though, homie. He is um, a big, he's a better football player than I gave him credit for. And and I want to actually say better football player because the actual quality of the football he plays is probably expected from me. 
But man, his tenacity, his fight after watching, after getting, um, I guess, ultimately seeing them go with PJ ahead of him. Yeah. Right. Not getting the best circumstances in any of this preseason. I feel like he really responded um, when his number was called. And I got to give you credit for that. Like, is that he has done the best he possibly can, I think. Um, but PJ Walker came out and did pretty well tonight as well. Hey, yeah. So by the way, the the poll that Tony has put in the chat room with 75 votes as of right now, it's 51% for Will Greer and 49% for PJ Walker. Holy so, cow. Yeah, dude, we're pretty much split right down the middle here. I, I don't think that any Panther fan has really seen something from either one that says, okay. This guy is our clear backup. Um, I think that um, P.J. Walker represents big playability. He's not afraid to push the ball downfield. And every once in a while, he is going to have some really good throws. I remember in that first drive that they scored, uh, that they scored on, uh, P.J. Walker, um, man, he threw a, a dime right up the seam to Tommy Tremble. Tommy Tremble bobbled the football but still ultimately came down with it. And, yeah, the arm talent is always there. The problem is P.J. Walker doesn't know how to take heat off of those throws. I mean, even if it's a five-yard pass in front of him, that man's throwing a fastball, and you just can't do that all the time. Um, And then, on the other hand, I think Will Greer came in tonight, and he looked consistent. He did a lot of good things. He had a rushing touchdown, which, by the way, Will Greer runs like a baby giraffe. I don't care what anyone says. Like, Hey, kudos to the guy. He made the play. He's an awkward runner. But I digress, man. He did what he had to do to come in tonight and, and look good. And most, um, you know, I think most people right now would probably, if they had to lean one way or the other, would probably say Will Greer. But, Tony, I'm what? not even sure yeah. about that. I, thought, I mean, uh, what I do thought you think? PJ what do you think? Pretty well. I thought PJ responded pretty well, number one. Um, number two, I think the coaching staff favors him, right? And I don't want to hear this nonsense from Kevin Avery that this was all predetermined and blah, blah, blah. The coaching staff got called out after the first preseason game where they gave the rock entirely to PJ. And then they said, oh, we're going to make it up to you, Will Greer, because we want to act like we really care about people from the Marty Herney era, which they don't. And uh, Will Greer came out there and played darn well. Like, I mean, he played very well. Um, I don't think they split the time enough tonight in the right ways to, to, I think, why why did PJ go out there first? If, if, if truly, if they believed that Will Greer was ahead, why didn't they put him out there first? I just Apparently. don't understand that. And if if they come out, I would be less surprised if they kept three quarterbacks than I would be less surprised about that than if they kept Will Greer over PJ. I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, I really don't feel like one guy truly separated themselves. I'll be interested to see what they do. I really don't feel too strongly yeah. about this backup quarterback. Like, like no one has really taken that backup quarterback job. 
if we're being honest. Um, I don't uh, want to hear this mess about PJ throwing missiles to guys that are beside him. And the reason I don't want to hear that is because we didn't care about that with Cam at all. I mean, we, everybody said it. Like, you don't have to throw. But, like, you weren't like, oh, well, he ain't going to make the team. Well, but Cam <laughs> didn't. Well, Cam wasn't nearly as egregious with, as – what we've seen with, with PJ. Yes, on he was with route. the missiles. He no, he wasn't. Dude, did you mile see? An hour dude, dark dude, to tonight, a running back tonight, that was right beside him. Yes, he. Tonight, did. PJ had a, a little in route and he threw a missile. Steve Smith even said it on the broadcast. I like, know he said yeah, it. He's throwing also, fastballs Newton out used there. To do the same mess. I think. Um, I but thought not PJ all the time, though. I think. Uh, I think men, uh, men, PJ. Showed a lot of tenacity tonight by bouncing back off of a bad performance in week two. Right? He threw um getting crushed by at, at times and throwing it kind of on target. Um, I just feel like the mobility, if you're getting to a backup quarterback position at this point, nothing's going right. And PJ Walker can give you uh kind of the electricity that might the current right the current through those electrical lines that might shock enough for a moment uh to get you through until the starter gets back i don't but i'm with you i think you said it right i don't feel like so crazy one way or the other i really am impressed by will greer and like what he did you know i'm by for his most i like pj it was his most impressive is so live it is. It, he just needs to take some heat off of him. I think we can all agree with this. Will Greer had his best performance tonight. How about this? No, maybe his even, best maybe even his best performance as a week. Panther. No, oh, come on. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Will Greer looked, looked okay. I think tonight was his best. Last night. week, he was better than this week. Not bad. Yeah, he wasn't bad this week. This week, the first drive, he looked... Me- yeah. Well, hey, and then I, but, he came back uh, and responded. Real quick, uh, shout out to ATX19 for the 194. This is our guy Sports Nut on Twitter. Shout out to you. Appreciate you, man. Glad that you could join us. Um, and, yeah, I mean, again, I don't feel too strongly. They didn't really separate themselves uh, one way or the other. But overall, listen, I think for a preseason game, Tony, we came away from this really knowing a lot about our football team. We feel like our inclinations were correct on the defense, that we're going to have a savage, fast, aggressive defense. And once Sam gets into the rhythm, all the talent is there. If our offensive line can grant him some pass protection, then, I mean, I think that he's going to be able to really uh, turn things around with the wide receiver weapons that we have. I still maintain that this I-85 uh, under construction offensive line of ours is has not undergone its final iteration. I really I think do you're right. think that. I think yeah, tonight showed that. And the the real new concern though is Paradis. Yeah, Paradis, uh, dude. Paradis looked bad tonight. And by the way, he looked bad last year. Uh, I mean, no, when, last when, year he looked good. It was the year before he was bad. Uh, I don't know. I've never, he, was, listen, he was better last year. He was all Matt right. Matt his entire time here in Carolina, I've never been overly impressed with him. And and then tonight he continues to have these, um, you know, uh, uh, a secondary pass rush maneuver 
and homeboy is cooked. Uh, I mean, he really has no recovery moves. Um, once you swipe one way or the other, it's like the man isn't agile enough to course correct and get his hands back into the chest of the defender. I'm really worried uh, about that center position and our guards uh, as yes, well. Both the, uh, and, yeah, I'm, well, hold too. on. The that's why I've been of the line, the whole center yeah, of the line, the, the entire offensive interior, and that's why I continue to say that this is not the final iteration of our offensive line. I imagine that Deontay Brown at some point is going to work his way into the lineup. And I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Tecklenburg is out there at some point. And even Brady season. Christensen at this point, even playing guard. Yeah, and Brady nice Christensen. Thing. Oh, and that's another thing. Brady Christensen uh, got some snaps at left tackle tonight. And that was the I first time that we've really seen that from him. I think we need to go and tr- we've we've moved on from people already, right? We moved on from Denzel Perryman. We m- traded for these. Ki- I think we need to go and get a damn guard or some uh, like another and just uh, like a body that's real, like one that maybe we don't want to start right away. That we're not saying that Christensen can't win out the job or something, but that um, interior of the offensive line got exposed. And you know where the real problem is not going to be is that, like, as interestingly as the pass blocking is okay at times. But when that interior sucks like it sucks, how are we going to really run the ball effectively? Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a problem. I mean, running the football is the, the identity of what the Panthers want to do. And by the way, we haven't talked about Chuba Hubbard either. Uh, I think Chuba Hubbard, uh, again, had an up-and-down night. He had some really good plays and then more ups tonight than were, downs though. Yeah, it more was his best tonight than downs. But then there were also times when, um, you know, the offensive line just got stuffed. By, by nothing, second, there was nothing there. By no second, holes. Nothing. By second yeah. string, Pittsburgh Steeler defensive lineman, and that's just that isn't acceptable, man. That's not going to be a recipe for success for the Panthers going forward, and. You know, I want to see some of the other guys on the roster step up. And I think they're ultimately going to be starters on our offensive line. Shout out to Tracy's baby. Guys like Deontay Brown, Brady Christensen, uh, Sam Tecklenburg. I've been very impressed, Tony. But John Sam Miller was playing a lot tonight, center. and he was not very good, though. Either. Well, yeah, John Miller. I mean, I, I have not been very impressed with John Miller. Um, I would more like to see Trent Scott um, work his way into this lineup. Um, As a guard? But, I, I mean, he looks why like not? a guard to me. His body, yeah, his body I, looks I want, more like a guard. I mean, listen, tonight uh, was the first time that Brady Christensen had gotten really meaningful reps at the left tackle position. So, I mean, the Panthers are openly telling everyone that they have intentions on moving this offensive line around. And I think Who that we're not, we're not done we wanted, doing that. Who said on this show, because I've been listening to all those stupid creator discussions, I'm getting baited into the thing I hate the most, which is when people are like, I told you. I told you. <laughs> uh, and I'm not trying to be right here. I'm actually just excited that we're exploring Christensen at the left tackle just let you know, you know, I don't want to be right about it. I don't give a, but like I've been saying a little bit is that this is 
If there's these question marks, let's see if they can get it done just for a moment. And if they can't and you don't believe in it, then let's go back to the other idea, which is fine. PFF graded Brady Christensen to be one of their top left tackle prospects that they've ever graded coming out of BYU. Uh, listen, one of the things that we that have everybody to tells me PFS sucks though. That's what everybody tells me. Yeah, but again, people pick and choose when they love PFF. Um, right. So, I mean, my my thing is this: you know, there's this discussion about short arm tackles, especially at the left tackle position. And listen, for some guys, it's a problem. For some, it isn't. If you're a shorter arm guy, there are techniques that you can implement to still be successful and play left tackle. There have been numerous examples of this um, as well. So I really, you know, I want to see Brady Christensen get some more left tackle, um, you know, reps and, and let him prove that he can be that left tackle for us. Because then we don't have to do what I've been calling for, which is switch Taylor Moten to the right or to the left and to put Brady Christensen at right tackle. Because if Christensen can play left, perfect. Taylor Moten gets to stay at his designated right tackle spot where most people think he plays his best football. So, yeah, I think Brady Christensen is going to be an incredible asset to us this year. Him and Deontay Brown. Uh, I'm, I'm calling my shots. I love to call my shots early. Deontay Brown and Brady Christensen at some point are going to be starters on our offensive line. And I think they need to be if the Panthers are going to continue to evolve. If you're one of the 87 people watching right now, I need you to do me a favor, a solid, as we used to say in the day. And that is to smash the thumbs up button, folks. That's right. Hit the thumbs up. It's free. It's free. Share the link. Tell someone about the show. Tell them that there is this podcast that has not quit over nine years. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., the C3 Panthers podcast is here. And after every game, we're here. And you can call into the show at 252-228-5098. Jump in the comment section. Jump in the car. Be a part of our community. Let's see what these fans got to say about this preseason game next. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? Oh, what's up, G? G, what's up, brother? Watching this daggone preseason game between the Panthers and the Steelers. Hey, man, I don't know about y'all. I'm excited for next month, man. Yeah, buddy. Starters, them boys play pretty good. <clears throat> and, I was, and I was looking online and everything, and people were saying, our old line looks horrible and this and that. For the first couple of plays, yeah. You know, first like six or six or seven, if you will. I could be wrong, though. But, man, Sam Donald, man, looks okay. He was having happy feet in the beginning, man. But unlike fucking Teddy Bridgewater – that's how bitch will sling that fucking frost, man. Yes, Good he will. Gracious, man. He, 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 he didn't look scared at first he did, but once he got comfortable, he looked all right, man. He looked pretty all right. Our defense looks legit. Even though, I'm going to say this right now, the damn Steelers offensive line was holding the living fuck out of Hassan Riddick. That's how bitch had like three daggone sacks. Y'all yeah. Practice, man. But so far, hey, man, the boys look Nice, man. They look nice. And you heard it first. Terrence Marshall Jr. LSU is going to be a damn steal this year, man. Yes. He stays humble and stays, you know, studying the playbook. He's going to be all right, man. 
And hopefully, oh, Sean yeah. Smith, you know what I'm saying, hopefully he gets better because I know he went down or whatever. And look at Will Greer. Greer, yeah. he ran one in. He finally did something good. But, you know, this is the final night, the final day for cuts, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be Will Greer or P.J. Walker, man, backing up Sam. What y'all think? I mean, are you guys – are you guys entertained? I am. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Yeah. Longtime caller, man. Uh, brings up a lot of points, and I think he's right. Uh, Terrace, Terrace, I'm going to always call him Terrence by, action, uh, by accident. Terrace Marshall Jr., though, is a damn stud. And, man, when you look at him, he looks like a man already. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he looks like a grown-ass man. And I'm not saying he's a boy. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, DJ Moore, when he came in the league, looked like a child playing football. And he was hey, still six, balling. Six foot four, 215 pounds. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Don't don't call him terrorist. Don't call him Terrence. Call him a terrorist. Because this guy is about to be a terror on uh, these DBs this year, man. He's going to be a red zone nightmare. And listen, I've said this before, but it bears repeating. Remember that Joe Brady already knows how to use Terrace Marshall to his most dangerous effect. He already did it with him at LSU. I mean, this is something that we're going to see in the red zone. Dan Arnold and Terrace Marshall, that's going to be a nightmare uh, for all these opposing defenses. So that's another reason everybody was wanting to freak out about our red zone in the preseason like. Dude, I'm done with that shit. Everybody wants to overreact. If you want to overreact, that's fine. I want to see legitimate I'm evidence. I'm overreacting. I'm like Super Bowl bound at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right, look, I mean, my, my thing is this. I'm, I'm evidence-based, and right now I'm seeing evidence that our team is in a good spot. We have to go out there and prove it. But right now, I like what I see, and I wanted to pinpoint something. Why are something. these mugs already talking about trading Robbie Anderson and Chad? Yeah, Come on. Like, no, we're trying and to my, go win. We're trying to go and, win. And Robbie looked good tonight, today, too. So, like this, is that all of a sudden, what we need to do is piece together an offensive line for next year. I'm not saying give up on this year. I think this team could really surprise because I think this defense is going to be lit. And I'm all yep. on the Hassan Reddick train. I think this guy is a baller. And, and by I the way, he... G. Cavassier mentioned how much they were holding him. Dude, they were holding the shit out of Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick. Like, these offensive linemen might not have any other options when facing those two. This They're year. so fast. And uh, Brian Burns, this little shoulder dip he does to get yeah. under somebody, just a little dip. It's just this little interior shoulder dip to just shed that hand. And then he pops back up and starts running like a damn sprinter. Did, he tried to jump on the quarterback's head tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm he was going so fast. Yep. Uh, him and Reddick are going to be, I, I think they could be in nightmares. Terror, the, look, Tracy Baby, Terror Squad. Terror That's squad. what this defense is. Yeah, I love this it. This defense I is the it. Terror Squad, man. I love That's it. the t shirt. I love it. That's great. That's great. Terror squad. squad. I love Terror it. squad. Um, JC Horn on the first play of the damn game or second play. The first pat they threw it over there. Oh, yeah. Big and time he just, yeah, just strong. His, his, dude, his reaction time is second 
to none, dude. It's second to none. This people want to say, "Oh, Cody, you're always so early. You want to have hot takes. You say shit just to just to get a reaction." No, I believe the shit that I say. J.C. Horn was my number one rated corner coming out in the draft, and I'm calling my shot. That's the defensive rookie of the year right there, and he is already one of the most important members of our defense. The Panthers have never had a true nightmare shut down all the time corner like J.C. Horn, and I'm telling you, it's going to continue to pay dividends when you add his play on top of Brian Burns, on top of Derrick Brown. I'll reiterate, Derrick Brown was unblockable tonight. I, unblockable. Guess what? He's on my list, too. Actually, he's... Oh, can I go through my list of... Yeah, hit uh, that list. Tell me, right. tell me what you got. This is all Tony. So, I am comfortable. I am comfortable with buying all of these jerseys tomorrow. Like, I mean, I would buy... If I had the money, I'd buy every single one of them. All right. Number one, Burns. Yeah. Number two, Jeremy yeah. Chin. Easy. Number three, Robbie Anderson, because I love my number is eleven, right? So I like I liked Robbie Anderson coming into this crib. You know, I was hype on Robbie Anderson. He did well last year. He wears my number eleven, which I love the number eleven, and he got a two year deal. So he entered a two years. He's gonna be here. So he entered the com, and he got cool hair, and he got the best Twitter feed, like all that. So he's on the list. Brown, Derek Brown. You bet you die, you you buy that jersey and you walk into the stadium, everybody knows you're legit. They know you're a legit Panther fan. You walk in wearing a brown jersey. He showed in wearing the uh Kevin Green jersey tonight, too. So paying paying homage uh to a uh, to a deceased Panther Hall of Famer. Horn and Marsh and Terrace, Marshall Jr., all on the list. Like I Where's feel Jer- like you, you said Jeremy Chen? Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Chin's number two. Brian Burns is number one. Jeremy Chin's number two. Robbie Anderson's number three, just because I was partially, I mean, because I'm a big on 11s. All right. And you know, like 11s, my thing. Yeah. Um, Derek Brown, the monster in the middle that no one's going to pay attention to. Like, if you got the, I swear, if you wear the Derek Brown jersey up in the crib, nobody but cool people will understand you. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to buy me a JC Horn jersey. How about that? I know. I don't worry. Coming. <laughs> Dude, I, it's coming. I, I, DHK. I, I love it. I, I love it, man. I'm 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 pumped. Uh listen. It, okay. Oh, what we about have- the Charlton? I'm actually you know what? I'm adding number seven, Charlton. This punter is the best oh, fucking the, punter in the world, bro. Really? The punter He's dropping right, dimes yeah. everywhere, man. They're on the one. Too, man. Punters are people Dude. too, man. Shout out, shout out to the brand. Uh, hey, listen, I, I think that we have a good squad. Tony, I think the Panthers did what they needed to do tonight. I mean, especially going in against a bunch of second stringers. We had the kind of game that we expected our team to have. And yeah, you can kind of degrade it and say, oh, well, it was second stringers. But listen, that's the ultimate confidence boost. Um, going into this season. So, um, hey, cover me for one sec, bro. All right. I'm going to go to the next call. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Panther Rule, and I just wanted to say that I, 
I'm kind of impressed with all three quarterbacks. And for the first time all offseason, I believe we may carry three quarterbacks going into 53. But at the same time, I also glad we got the kicker situation solved. And Brady Christensen looked good at left tackle. Um, not starting good yet. But I, now I'm wondering if they'll leave him at left tackle and wait till him to, till he develops this year. Um, uh, maybe he just had to put on some weight, says Darren Gant. So, uh, I'll catch you on the chat. Um, you know, I don't know if we've solved the uh, kicker problem, the kicker issue yet. I mean, if we solved it, it is knowing that it's not Joey Sly. Um, the Santa Rosa guy, I hope it works. I mean, like, I feel like you got to push your chips on him right now. I feel like it's time to cut bait with Joey Sly. I know it's a mean, not mean, but it's a sad thing when you get the yips and then people are then dumping on you as well. When it comes to the backup quarterback position, not only has it become more complicated by Will Greer responding more than I expected him to, right? Is Will Greer superseded my expectations of what I thought he was at this point? PJ Walker at times has met, maybe even fallen short of what I want him to be. But I was thinking about this uh, recently is in the COVID world, are we now in a world where you should keep three quarterbacks? And the reasons I'm saying that is I am a person, I've been upset that we've kept three quarterbacks uh, for the last four years or whatever it's been because we were always on the Cam Newton or bus train. And I think that you're truly on the starting quarterback or bus train period. Right. Like, I think that's what you are, is that there is that if you if your starting quarterback doesn't work, it's uh, it's not going to work unless you are one of the oddities where Tom Brady happens to be your backup quarterback or Nick Foles steps into the reins and becomes the starting quarterback. So. I have never been a proponent of keeping three quarterbacks on the roster, but the COVID world might necessitate that to a certain degree, because imagine one of your quarterbacks getting COVID or having to sit out and then either the entire room is done, which is terrible, but, you can, you got to have an emergency. You know you know you don't want to make Christian McCaffrey the emergency quarterback. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So <laughs> I wonder, and that has kind of uh, altered my view a little bit about how many quarterbacks. And now that Will Greer sp- responded like he has, Cody, um, I do feel a little bit better about the idea of three quarterbacks on the roster rather than playing it slim like I want to play it. I want to play it slim so we can keep another offensive lineman. That's the only reason. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. My only problem with that is that then, you know, knowing that we have this I-85 offensive line that's under construction, uh, I think we're going to need as many roster spots uh, as we can possibly have for 
the offensive line and the defensive line and our linebacker depth, which we're already saying is painfully shallow. How is um, Shaq it, Thompson the worst linebacker we got? Dude, it's embarrassing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm really every season that goes on. I feel like I'm, I'm more and more out on, on, uh, on Shaq Thompson. Um, I'm really. I've been to saying it. it for years now, and guess what? I got a Shaq Thompson jersey. Out of all the people, the Mister making a list about people I feel comfortable with. I got a day. That might even been the last jersey I bought. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely time to get some more, man. I'm glad that you're updating your As list. As a rookie, I hit the rookie. The you know what I'm saying? Like I got yeah. burned on the rookie joint because I thought it was gonna be the the next hot shit. So if you had to buy a rookie jersey right now, who would it be? Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. All right, I'm not yeah. mad, man. I mean, I, I think like like as the horn one is cool. Yeah, I still have a little hard feelings about his dad being a saint. Not really, you know what I'm saying? But like, I'm always trying to get the cool jersey as well. Like the but jersey JC that horn, got he, everybody. Man. He gets to make up for the sins of the father by uh by I know. Uh, by uh, getting. If getting I'm buying a jersey on this list right now, I want that. Uh, I want uh, that Jeremy Chin. And by, and by the way, nobody can just say that I'm a biased Clemson fan. All right, y'all see how much I'm talking about a South Carolina player, dude. I love me some JC Horn, man. So I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm like there, he's on my list, homie. Like all of these are equal. And Brian Burns, if you want to do hot your bold predictions and hot, I think Brian Burns is going to be a household name by the end of the season. This is his year, man. We're, this is the year that Brian Burns proves himself. Becomes a superstar. He yeah, becomes to be Von the Miller. superstar he's that Von we think Miller. that he is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we all think I mean, it took special. a little time. It didn't take. It hasn't taken a lot of time, actually. What have I told you about defensive ends? I tell uh, they, you that yeah, it takes they, a while for them to develop. In year three is the year that they go nuts. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, this is, is Brian year, Burns' man. year three. Right. This is his year. Also, uh, since we're on the D line, I was impressed tonight with uh Gross Matos too. He had a sack. Um, he he had a really good performance tonight, and I'm, I was excited to to see him continue to improve. I think at some point he's going to work his way into this rotation. All right, let's go to the next call, and you can cover me through this one. All right. Yep. Gotcha. What's up, y'all? This is Bobby here. A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, you know, I've been looking at the other podcast, and just uh, just uh, I don't know, surprised that nobody really seems to be happy about the fact that the Panthers did what we did today. Uh, the fact that Sam Donald did what he did in the first quarter, 168. You can't be mad about that, but. I right. think that people really need to talk more about the fact that it's not about the it's not about the offense all the time. It's a concerted effort, and we showed that on all three levels today, especially defense. So, I, uh, getting into my question, I think I just yeah, I'll just go straight to it. Uh, as far as the Panthers, how do you all feel about the fact that? We're losing Joey Slaw because at this point I think it's automatic. 
And where he's going to lose his job, somebody who just walked in, literally just walked in. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. And oh yeah, I, I just I guess and also your thoughts about just the whole game in general, which I'm pretty sure you already getting into. Uh, thanks again for letting me call. Uh, and you know, keep pounding, keep pounding. Bobby, I appreciate the call, brother. And um, so yeah, let's touch on all those things that you just mentioned. Listen, uh, Tony kind of alluded to this earlier. We're in this Panthers creator chat with uh, a lot of other Panthers YouTuber and content creators. And listen, I think this is a something that we all kind of suffer from at times. Everybody wants their own opinion to be looking good 10 months down the road. So if you've already had the opinion that uh, Sam Donald's basic or oh, we should have kept Teddy Bridgewater or whatever, yeah, you're going to find every bit of evidence and information that bolsters that point just so you can end up being right. That's why I'm always willing to change my opinion upon better information. And I, that's why I wanted to give Sam Donald a chance. No, if you looked at Sam Donald with the Jets, that looked nothing like a franchise quarterback. But I know the type of offense that he was in, no receivers, a terrible head coach. So I was willing to give Sam Donald a chance to prove himself, and I'm going to continue to do so. Uh, and if I end up being wrong about something I believe about the team, I'm going to change my opinion. But overall... Uh, this team, I'm incredibly happy, man. I'm optimistic and I'm positive about what the Panthers did tonight. We had the performance that we absolutely needed to have. We went out there, didn't let them get a single touchdown. Defense was dominant. Uh, Sam looked really good tonight, especially at the end. I'm, I'm really happy about what the Panthers did. I think that we're moving in the right direction. And now we have a ton of momentum heading into our season opener against Sam Darnold's former team. Um, the last part of your call, you mentioned the kicker. Um, listen, I've never been a big fan of Joey Sly. In fact, I wanted uh, more competition for Joey Sly before training camp even started. However, I am happy that the front office didn't let this problem go on too long. And they did eventually bring in competition for Joey Sly, who, by the way, looks like that's going to be our starting kicker now in Robert Santoso. So, uh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed when a front office is able to admit their mistakes and cut ties. The Panthers did that with Denzel Perriman, traded him away to the Raiders, no longer on the football team. Um, and now we're pretty much seeing that happen with the kicker position too. So I'm very happy with uh, the, the team right now, the front office. Uh, I, I even think the coaches had a good night tonight, Phil Snow and Joe Brady included. I think um, one of the things, uh, one of the things that I want to talk about is at some point we, we get so hyper-focused on players and what happened on the field, but let's kind of zoom out and look at this coaching staff for a moment. Like you said, you gave um, compliments to um, Joe Brady tonight. I have been, and we have been, and not because I'm trying to be right. That's not, I hate people that are trying to be right. I tell you that there's yeah. nothing that drives me more nuts than someone that is more interested in being right than actually having a conversation. Right. So, 
I have just been saying this is man, Phil Snow has done a hell of a job since he came up in here with nothing. This mug yeah. had some trinkets. <laughs> and so like ima- imagine if you it's like when you walk into someone's say you're like, I gotta cook my kids dinner and I like to cook and stuff, and then you open the pantry and there ain't shit up in there. And you gotta make and you make something good. Phil Snow made something good with like just the basic, most basic of ingredients. So I've been yeah. happy with Phil Snow the whole time. But I have been interested in Joe Brady's progression a little bit. That's one thing. Um, but now I'm really trying to focus on what do you think about the job, the collective job? Because that falls under the Matt Rule school. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is the man in charge. He's the guy that uh, that writes the ship and... You know, we had some issues with some penalties in game one. Um, I thought this team got better every week last year. I think that we've gotten better in each preseason game to a to a certain degree. And really where I want to, I guess, give my, my compliments to Matt Rule and to Fitterer at this point is their ability to admit when they didn't get it right. And I think that I think Teddy Bridgewater is an example of that. I think sitting tired whitehead is an example of that. I think that moving on that Denzel Perryman being shipped out is an example of that. I think that now ripping the bandaid off with Joey Sly is an example of that. And maybe to me that this suggests that Matt rule and Scott Fitterer, the goal is more important than their egos. Yeah, and you know this is something that we didn't have for from David Gettleman or Marty Herney. I mean, these are guys that fell in love with their players and they would ride them uh, until death. Okay, that's why David Gettleman up in New York was trying to bring Kelvin Benjamin back as a tight end. You know, uh, so I, I like the fact that we have a front office that's willing to understand that. Hey, you're not going to hit all the time. And by the way, we saw this as an extension of their draft philosophy. They wanted to trade back, get a bunch of picks, because they knew that they probably weren't going to be right on all of them. Although it does look like they did hit on a number of them that were very impressed by. Um, but ultimately, man, I really am impressed with Scott Fitterer. He hasn't been perfect. Definitely hasn't been perfect. And I think, you know, I, there are still some... I think admitting that you're criticism. wrong... I think admitting you're wrong is a strong, like, um, it's like someone who has the inability to apologize, right? Is that nobody's going to be perfect, right? I mean, no one's going to be, everybody's going to make a mistake. But if you're such a dick that you can't apologize when you do make a mistake, you're a worse person than just the person that made a mistake. Yeah. And not even just apologizing, like just admitting that you're wrong and that no, I mean, like going a different direction on. is yeah. the admission in football. One hundred. Right? I'm I'm thinking of it like a marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like for me, is giving is just saying, you know what? This wasn't right. I got it wrong, and my ego was not too big to get in the way of that. Let's move on. That's actually a sign of a higher. I get a higher sign. That's all I'm trying to say. And I think that um, this coaching staff is growing and I want to, I'm not giving anyone grace, right? 
Um, but look, is Joe Brady was a first year offensive coordinator last year. Matt Rule was a first year head coach last year. Both of these guys came from the college ranks. One, Matt Rule had experience with his own team as a head coach building these programs, but actually very limited experience. Not like he was been head coaching for 30 years or something like that. Joe Brady was the passing coordinator for LSU and an assistant. These guys were babies on the job last year, and they yeah. grew, and they're getting stronger, right? And that's what I want to see is don't judge the – totality of somebody in a moment but how they are progressing and not to mention no preseason last year covid stuff and right now i think this team tonight looked like they knew what they were doing that's what i feel like and i think that we need to i think that 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 praise should fall on that rule yeah another thing that we didn't talk about tonight is uh shy smith uh, had to leave the game. Uh, it appears as though he hurt his shoulder at some point during the game, which is really unfortunate, man. He has been looking very good in practice. He's had some big moments in some preseason games. Um, you know, I'm I'm really I'm I'm gutted for him. I'm hoping that it's not too bad. Um, that hopefully it'll be something that he'll be able to come back from relatively soon. Um, I don't think it'll put him in danger of not making the roster. I think the the uh, coaching staff really likes what they represent or what he represents to this offense. Um, he has some big playability, and I think the Panthers want that in abundance. So, yeah, you hit that for uh, for Shai Smith, and um, yeah, I we we're, we're a rebuilding football team, Tony, and that doesn't mean that we have to have a, a set ceiling. This year, I want our expectations to be wide open to sure. whatever the, yeah to whatever this team can be. But I mean, this is the second year for Joe Brady and Phil Snow. And what did we say about and Phil Matt Snow Rue. last year? And Matt Rule. And what did we say about you know he made uh, he made about, chicken salad out of chicken? Yeah, one hundred percent. We didn't have the roster for fans to truly see what our coaches envision this football team being on offense and defense. Now we're going to get to see a truer picture of that. Joe Brady has a ton of weapons on the offense now uh, that he got to upgrade. Uh, Phil Snow has the same thing with a shutdown corner and Hassan Reddick and a monster in the middle and Derek Brown. This year, you're going to see the, the, the full vision of what these coaches want. Not the full vision, the next iteration. Not the full vision, the next iteration. Well, I don't mean like the completed package. I just mean it's going to be abundant or apparent the kind of football team that we want to be and the type of identity that we ultimately want to have on offense and defense. Shout out to one Carolina. Uh, I would say the sex, second sexiest voice and uh streaming is that i can't give it to him over our boy ck but imagine pairing one carolina and ck on one of those madden joints together that would be the most sultry sounding radio oh i know these guys gotta get paid for them voices i'm jelly Man, <laughs> all right uh let's go to the next call the number is 252-228-5098 
Hi, hey, Steve. How you guys doing? Uh, hey, Steve. Watching the game. Very pleased. It was a really good overall team effort. Um, I love um, Terrace Marshall, man. Oh, man, he's going to be so great. I can't wait to see him do stuff. And I was also impressed with the the tackling by, uh, by Jackson in the secondary. He was making some textbook tackles, not just uh, knocking people over and everything. I was very impressed with that. Um, overall, the team was good. Uh, the interior defense offensive line needs to pick it up, I think. But uh, overall, I'm very pleased. And uh, Sam Donald looked good. I love the Donald-Arnold connection. Looks good. Um, Tremble. I mean, I can't wait for a week or so for the season to begin. Have a good day, guys. Man, I agree. Terrace Marshall Jr. is the bomb. And, Cody, I was going to say this, is that tonight might be the first time in a while that I've been, like, wildly excited about the Panthers. <laughs> and not that – I mean, it I'm always going to watch them. I'm, I'm always going to watch them. I'm always going to be hype about the game. I'm going to be – you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be hype about certain players. But there was this kind of, like <sighs> – just heaviness that is this burden that's been on me and tonight was the first night in a while that i felt like i could shed that and be like our defense about to smoke motherfuckers (laughs) i fucking love it and tony i feel you so much man like there's been a dark cloud hanging over the carolina panthers for the past three years it all started with cam newton's injury and then it was the shoulder, and that then we got old. that was terrible. And then his foot in the preseason, and that was terrible. And then Ron Rivera's out the door, and Marty Hearn is out the door. But our and defense then, got old in the process. Yeah, Keekly retired. And then we got rid of Cam Newton in favor of Ted, Tedisha. So it, it's like, man, we we have we need this right now, man. We need this. Panther fans fun. need this. And listen, Watch shout it. out if we to come the out and lose, If we come out and lose the fucking Jet in week one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be back, back, back to... Uh, really uh, oh, no. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, listen. Uh, you know, we... Uh, especially right now, after everything the Panthers have been through. Yeah, this is the Panthers podcast that you can come to. And me and Tony, we're, we're vibing off this football team right now. We're excited we're loving this football team. We're loving the young players uh, that we have right now. J.C. Horn is a lot down corner, and I love it. 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 Tony, I love it. Yeah, the um, and, and maybe this is the cautionary part, you know, like where you don't want to get burned, you know. It's like you, you, got your, you had your heart broken once, and you don't want to get your heart broken again. Is that um, all of this is so dependent on our starters staying healthy? Yeah, you know, and it's like we are so excited about this defense and things like this. And actually, I do see some talent on the in the secondary players. Like, uh, I, I like some of these. Uh, the what and help me out, Stanley Oliver Stan, Thomas, Stan, Stanley Thomas Oliver. That I always say it backwards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the heart skill guy. Just say yeah. STO. 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 I like STO. STO. I like um, Hartsfield. Uh, I know Smitty loves that dude, the Keith Mill. What, what's the guy, the corner that tried? He about murdered that mug on that route tonight. Uh, um, Hartsfield? Keith, no, Keith, Keith 
something. Keith Tyler, Keith. He's a cornerback. No, Steve Smith loves this dude. Chat, help he's us out. A, Who's Tony talking about? He's he's uh he's cool. Keith Taylor. Keith Taylor, Jr. there it is. Yeah. One Carolina. He's pretty Shout good, but I feel like we all love him because Steve Smith loves him. I like <laughs> Franklin. I like Stowe a lot. Yeah. Um, and this Frankie Louvu guy is making I mean, like there's so there. I feel like there's some cool talent back there that could help us. We need them to help us in a in a season where everybody's healthy. Right, we need that. Oh yeah, I'm just concerned. You know, is that everything in the NFL is predis is is dependent on health? You know, yeah. is that this defense could be nasty as fuck if everybody stays healthy, but if somebody particularly important goes down, it it can ha- it can hurt. It can hurt. So I am very optimistic about that, but cautionary. On um on on our on our depth. Hey, uh, look at this uh comment by a one Carolina. He said, "I feel like Luvu might challenge Shaq." And I put this on Twitter, man. So frankly, Luvu is six foot three, two hundred thirty five pounds, and the dude flies around. And I yeah. understand, and I understand his um you know his value as a pass rusher, and is definitely aggressive. But man, that guy flies around to the football. I'm wondering. Again, Mike's linebacker is different because you have to make a bunch of checks. You have to be in control. You but Shaq's not Mike. You guys told me that last week. Right, but Shaq's that's what I'm Mike. wondering. And by the way, Jermaine Carter Jr. played well, too, so I'm taking nothing away. He's the Mike. He's the Mike. Yeah, but I wonder if, you know, if, if Luvu could hold up back there just being a sideline-to-sideline side tackling linebacker because, frankly, you know, I, I feel like he has the skill set to do it. And and if, if he was able to play that role for us, then, man, that would be one hell of a bump to athleticism to our linebacking core, especially in the middle where I feel like we're kind of at a deficit right now, even though Jermaine Carter Jr. did look good tonight. I love uh, – you know what? Is one Carolina, I think this is a – first, of it, it's a smart observation – smart observation and i think a valid one the scary part is this is that when you look at shaq's contract we can't get rid of this for dude for we got him through 2024 you like you ain't getting out yeah i mean his he's dude, get, he got paid contract dude <laughs> he got paid and um shaq has been at least um Rule has said this, but he also said this about K1 Short a lot about how big of a leader he is, and he has leaned on Shaq as being a leader in the locker room a lot. Matt Rule, but Shaq is man, I want him to be good. We I all want him to him. be good. I think we've seen the best of him already, and I think the best of him was when he was playing with Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis in that 2015 yeah. season or whatever. Like, ever also, since then, it's just not been... But it, also probably, it also probably helped him that it was Luke sure, Keekley sure, and Thomas like, Davis he he looks, playing right uh, next to him. He doesn't look fast. He doesn't look no. instinctual to me anymore. He's not you know, explosive. Is that this? 
It kind of looked like, uh, do you remember that play last year when I said this is when Tyron Whitehead has to be cut? And he just randomly, it was a run play, and he didn't know what way it was going at all. And he just randomly threw his body into a crowd, and it was complete wrong direction. I almost feel like Shaq's going in that direction of the, where are you? Like, nothing looks fantastic. Nothing. It, it never does, and it hasn't for a long time. And people in the chat room are already saying, you know, trade Chat Thompson. The problem is, is that we're not really even in a position to do that because our linebacker depth is so absolutely piss poor. And who right wants now. to trade for him? Uh, well, so uh, seven hundred four Big Slim said, "There's a sucker born every day. <laughs> we can we can find somebody to take Shaq's contract." I hope it's the Washington football team. And hey, listen, we traded Greg Little. Sorry, ass. I mean, so yeah. Did you hear why, Greg why Little was playing all right? Is that ever the first thing I see is Greg Little kept his quarterback clean? Uh, Dude, as somebody in the chat room earlier said, Joey Sly. Is about to go to some other football team and never. <laughs> oh, that was a great comment. Yeah. Great comment. All yeah. right. Um, you know what? I think that's the last call of the night. No more calls. No, All right. No. Good. Um, how about we were? I was high. I thought this. Um, I thought I'm ready for the calls. To, you know, um, at one point last year and the year before. We'd have like 70, it felt like 70 calls in the whole meal. Like, I got 33 more. I thought tonight was going to close to pop off that excitement. Maybe it's a Friday night. It's late. I'm interested. The number is 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the show. We're here on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m., right? The longest run in Panthers podcast. And that includes the damn team themselves yeah, yeah. I, how about that is this is i've been more consistent on the podcast in the last nine years than the damn carolina panthers have take that almost, homies. almost like they should hire us i know i know they don't want none of this because we'd be sp- you know what they would hire, you hire us for a four-game stretch like you did steve smith um, yeah, well, we're here on Tuesday one. nights. We got a couple of things to do before we got some housekeeping to do before we get out the door there. Uh, one, yeah, we got to make this a, if they got to make uh, Steve Smith a perpetual part of the Panthers, right? Yeah, uh, all yeah. the fans are lobbying for it. But what is your favorite or least favorite moment of the Steve Smith broadcast? That is kind of my. That's what I want this segment to be forever is best and worst of Steve Smith or whatever you think it is. What stuck out? I have two that stuck out to me. What stuck out to you tonight from the Steve it's, Smith comment? It's, it's just the overall savagery, man. He, 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 does, <laughs> he does commentating just like he played football. He has no problem telling you, hey, you suck. you're probably not going to be playing football too long. Yeah, yeah, you know, Joey Sly, dude, tonight he was trying to bury Joey Sly. Not like Joey Sly, uh, you know, was having any problems burying his own self. I know. But, dude, man, he said. He's a Paul bearer tonight. After, after Joey Sly missed that kick, Steve Smith said, stick a fork in him. He's done. 
is a stick of fork in this man. It's done. Dude, I love Steve Smith. Um, I, I wish that there was like a special, um, like a, a stream where you could always listen to Steve Smith commentate. <laughs> you know what? We need to invent that. The like the where you get um, a player like that from your team. There's got to be one from every team. You know where that you could have yeah. the off color. All right. Um, you should be able to pay for it. It should be an option. Right. If you want well, that, I, mean, should... I don't want to pay for it. I just want it to be an option. Why we got to pay for it? But like, okay, uh, but okay, but it, would you pay thirty bucks one time to listen to Steve Smith all season? I'd just rather not pay, Mister Manager. Let's not talk about. All right, uh, let me go back. All right, so I have two that stuck out to me tonight. All right, and Panthers rule puts this one up. This is the first one. Um. And it wasn't even actually anything that Steve Smith said. It was his reaction. So Tepper, actually, no, I did like this. It was Steve, what he's what Steve Smith said is that. Uh, so Tepper's like oh, this, this, and he said, and shit, and he said, I probably can't say that on TV. And uh, Steve Smith said, "You just did." <laughs> That's what he said. It's like too late. You just did. You're going to get fines. And then Tepper's answer was, I can afford it. With that big brass ball. Steve Smith lost it, dude. Like when when Tepper said, I could afford it, Steve Smith was the first time like he ever wasn't the biggest dog in the room. Like he (laughs) laughed at this dude's joke. He was like, he thought that shit. He was tickled pink by this. Well, right. but, but also, can I add to that though? I think David Tepper has really done a lot to mend fences with Steve Smith. Remember, after oh, uh, sure. oh yeah, 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 well, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the Hall of Honor. I mean, really bringing Steve Smith the video, back into the band. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, when the Steve call, Smith was, he called him back up. The billionaire called yeah, him. Yeah, when you when, to come home. when Steve Smith was on NFL Network. All the players would normally have their jerseys hanging up behind them. And Steve Smith always had his Ravens jersey and, and, and helmet up behind him. But now if you listen to Steve Smith on the broadcast, he talks about our team, my team. I mean, he talks about the Panthers like he is a fan of the Panthers. And I love that. And he and should I, be. I, he should yeah, be. And, and he's sensitive enough that you knew. Like he is also very sensitive. Yeah, for and sure. But so that's fine. You knew that that shit hurt when he got cut. and like he took it hard. And he, he should. I would have taken it. I would have. I would have been like him. But you're right. Tepper made a distinct. Tepper came into the room. Right, like he walked into the Carolina Panthers, and he knew that Jerry had been rubbing feet and shit like this and whatever <laughs> yeah. he was doing. And he said. I mean, he made some distinct moves, and one of those, a very targeted move, was to bring Steve Smith back. Yeah, David Tepper really went out of his way to make sure that Steve Smith would be a Panther for life and feel that Panther love for life. So I think Steve Smith really, really admires and respects David Tepper for that. All right, my second Steve Smith moment is my least favorite of the night. And if I could, and and look, is that Steve Smith would not listen to my advice. He wouldn't care two fucks what I think about him. 
and he would remind me that he's a Hall of Famer. He would remind me that I'm, you know, nothing, and that's fine. And I would love him still. But what the one thing, I, if my, my one piece of professional advice, if he's going to go into commentary, is that we love the savagery, right? We love that authentic, just first impression, like that unfilteredness. But you have to find ways at times to not utilize that as the only tool in the toolbox. And what I mean by this is, look, I'm not the biggest Mick Mick Mixon fan. Actually, I don't dislike Mick Mixon. I just always have made fun of him because of how his he is so it's his his so eloquent and flower his language is so eloquent and flowery. It's like overwhelming at times. But also, he was kind of pageantry of words. But like the way he would say Ron Rivera and his ample chest. Right. But it's a pageantry (laughs) of words. You know what I'm saying? Like even you saw Steve Smith get mad at McMixon tonight for the words he was using. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But this is what, uh, so is that uh, like, I mean, so McMixon comes on to the broadcast tonight. He is going into his 17th season, I believe, as calling Panther games uh, on the radio or wherever, whatever, the broadcast. Yeah, the radio broadcast. He's retiring this year. He's already made it. This is my final year. And they're going, and he's, they're asking him about why he's retiring, why you think you should. And he said this, and I did not know that McMixon was a drummer. And several cover bands learned that tonight. Yeah. His, his example was this is he said, I want to go out on a high note, not someone, the manager coming and telling me uh that you're past your prime. And this is what Steve Smith said back to him. He said, That's code for something is not going well. <laughs> that was his answer. It's like Whoa, this guy but is that's on why his... I love No, him. no, it's not. Like, what do you think? Is, is Mick Mixon really retiring because nothing's going well? Or is he actually trying to walk off into this? The man is having his retirement moment, Cody. They're trying to honor him in this little moment. And Steve Smith's first He's thing is like, well, obviously over. you quit because you're a pussy. <laughs> that's what he said. He's like, if you want a pussy, you would still be calling these games. Oh, oh, dude. Man. Hilarious, man. This like, shit was all. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't know how to feel. Like, I love him. And then at the same time, it's like, yeah, he's very much the. A little like, abrasive. Yeah, it's like Cam Jordan. And that yeah, is, you I, love I, him I because he's saying. ours. You love him because he's ours. If he was a saint saying that shit. About you our team, him. you would be, you would fucking you just would like I hate Cam Jordan. Yeah. I fucking hate Cam Jordan, but at yeah, the same yeah. time, I do laugh at the shit. So, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. I and you know what? I need Steve Smith calling this shit forever because look at this. This is like the most fun part of the podcast. Just talking about the Steve Smith yeah. commentary. All but right, by the uh, way, that, I did find that funny though that make makes sense quitting because he wants to put more time uh, into his cover bands. Like, 
Actually, okay, he did man. not say that. They said the farm. He said his farm. Yeah, he's dude, not dude, playing man. many cover bands. I was like, damn, he's a drummer. Mick Mixon. And he looks so skinny. This poor guy. No wonder he's so skinny. He's just drumming all the time. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out Mick Mixon. We've had he's been the butt of of some jokes over the years, but ultimately, you know, he's a, he's like, been a oh. Panther staple. He has wordgasms, dude. Like his words that he used is it's such a colorful description of everything. Eloquent and also annoying at times of how eloquent it can be. All right, let's give a game ball out, Cody. Who's your game ball to? You know what? I'm I'm giving the game ball to a player who I feel just flat out deserves it, man. Dante Jackson. Dante wow. Jackson. How exciting is that? I um, that's wonderful. That we're awesome, at that point dude. where Dante Jackson might be hitting what we thought he could be. Dude, imagine if him and JC Horn ja- and Jeremy Chen just balled the fuck out this year, dude. That is a dream scenario for us. And listen, it, that's a nice little one-two tandem. If that works out between Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn, you know, maybe we might be considering throwing Dante some money to stay here, uh, you know, after this season on a two or three year deal or something like that, you know. But um, I feel like he made a definite improvement in his tackling and I want to I want to reward that man for it. Um, he always had the athleticism, the speed, the ups to just jump up in the air and pluck the football out the air. The dude is an incredible athlete, but tonight he showed incredible form tackling. Dude, my game ball, Dante Jackson. My game ball goes to Brian Burns uh, with a um, close second to Hassan Reddick. I know not everybody is going to be like Hassan Reddick is. These guys together. So nasty. I saw Brian. They were, they were standing both of them up. At the same time, they were DNs, but these mugs were standing. Imagine being the offensive lineman down in your set and looking at Hassan Reddick and Brian Bird standing up, getting a running start basically at your ass. That is terrifying. Brian Burns had a pick. Hassan Reddick had a pick last week. These mugs, these are awesome. This defensive line with these two cats and Brian Burns, the secret, I'm mean, not Brian Burns, uh, Derek Brown. The secret jersey to buy if you're the coolest Panther fans. My my game ball goes to Brian Burns, but this defense, bro, got me hype. I am hype about this defense. And now I'm sitting here going, is Shaq Thompson the problem? Is Shaq Thompson the problem? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, uh, uh, may, may, maybe Frankie Louvu, shout out one Carolina. May, maybe uh, maybe Frankie Louvu steps up. Did anybody have a bad game tonight? Are you gonna give it to Shaq? I don't think. I mean, I don't think Shaq had a bad game. I think just Shaq just looks like average. I don't even think he looks average. I feel like I keep saying he looks average, and that's just because I want him to be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who played well. I know who played bad. No. I, I know who definitely played. Matt Paris. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, actually, I was... the interior, and, I, and you know what? Mine goes to the F lines guy. Yeah, I, I do both of them. I, I think. And by the way, Pat Eflon, we signed him to a three-year deal. And this guy basically was like a, a rotational player up in Minnesota, and people didn't even like him there. 
So, I, I mean, I'm really nah, not I high. Were, I think he was a Jet. I think he was a Jet. Oh, I think he was a Viking. Either was way, he? man, he's not. He was never high. I went on a Jets podcast and acted like they knew who he was. Maybe that's why they. No, were hey, so maybe, 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 <laughs> uh, hey, maybe, maybe. Hey, I, I, I want to say it was the Vikings. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but. Uh, yeah, Matt Paradis. Listen, ever since we signed Matt Paradis, I remember after we signed him, he was rated uh, PFF's number one center. And ever since then, I feel like we have not gotten a number one center out of this mm-hmm. deal. I'm mean, not even close. Um, again, I feel like any secondary swipe maneuver that a defensive tackle hits him with, I mean, he just has no lateral agility. So I'm just I'm I'm not confident that Matt Paradis is going to continue to hold up this season. I would not be surprised if uh, Sam Texlenberg pushes him for that spot and maybe even takes that job. So yeah, I'm if we're icing up, I guess I'm I'm icing up uh, Matt Paradis. David Screws is on the money tonight. So long, Joey Slime. How about this? If Joey Slab makes the team, right? I just, I, I just like uh, gave kudos to this coaching staff all night about like being able to move on from a mistake. Yep. So they, um, Joey Slab sucked last week. They bring in that herbal guy or whatever his name was, Eberly or whatever it was. Yeah, they have a kicking drill where Joey Slab goes zero for three to start finishes two for five the other guy finishes like uh i thought it was four for five I yeah thought. something like yeah like something like that they cut <laughs> they yeah, cut they... the guy that uh that my, my joke about this is is that chase blackburn said the only thing that's going to make you look better right now joey sly is cutting the guy beside you who is making all the kicks <laughs> and then they go imagine this imagine after tonight if the santa if if joey sly makes the team like that would fuck my whole my whole universe up about saying how this coaching staff learns from their and dude robert san yeah i know robert santoso was three for three tonight and dude how about this boy just thick Big boy, man. Six foot he's five. The, he's the best. Don't let him near your girlfriend with that mustache. Dude, he, he's six foot five, 260 pounds. That's a big, thick boy. Let me tell you, bro. I, I like that. He looks like a football player. He quite literally has a big leg. So, yeah, man. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, bye bye, Joey Sly. Uh, I think uh, Steve Smith already buried you. So, all right, that is the C3 Panthers post game show. It's the final preseason game. We actually uh, will be here Tuesday night at 9 p.m. for the regular show. You can call in yep. at 252 228 5098. That's 252 228 5098. We'll be dropping simulations of the game. I tell you, this is the one that UNCK did together. Again, I you guys rope a dope me into watching these whole videos like a child. I'm not eating popcorn. <laughs> I'm eating my little snack, sitting Indian style, watching y'all do these games. We got the Friday free for all coming up next week. Uh, yep. 
dropping more content. We're going to be bringing you some interviews. We'll be oh, dropping yeah. these little videos coming up. Um, but the Panthers, I think we have one week off and then the first game of the season against the Jets. So there's a lot of content coming up, folks. You need to be a part of the C3 Panthers podcast. You need to be a part of our community. It's not about us on this show. It's about the people talking, right? We are developing a community. You can find a Discord link in the chat where you can be part of continuous Panther chat with Panther peoples. You can be calling to the show. Um, Cody, if they want to hit you up on Twitter, how they do it. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. And listen, as Tony said, man, this is your show. We just run it, but this is 100% your show. And the cat calls, you can make your voice heard. But listen, today, the Friday free-for-all got put on the back burner because of the game today. But literally every other Friday from here on out at 7 p.m., that's when you get to come and tell me and everyone on the C3 channel what you think about the football team. You can come on the show. You don't even have to put on your webcam. You can just do a pure audio if you want to. Or show us your pretty face, man. If me and Tony can do it, you can do it too. Come on to Friday Free For All. Have fun. Tell us what you think about the Carolina Panthers. Um, as Tony alluded to, we're going to be doing more Madden simulations. We're going to be dropping some one-off interviews with some uh, illustrious guests that we'll be having from time to time, uh, giving their perspective on this Carolina Panthers team. Man, keep it tuned in here to C3, man. We're going to be bringing y'all some incredible Panthers content. Um, and last but not least, find myself on drafttech.com, where I write first and second round pick comments for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, did you see that Devin Funches got cut today? Uh, yeah, well, he had he had Mo- been hurt. Mo- yeah, moved to IR, but then released, and now he's a free agent. So I don't know if he really is hurt, and they just used that. He barely hurt. Did you he see might the be most done savage, football. Yeah, the most savage thing I've ever seen on the internet, or one of them. It's like in my top thousand of savagery. You know, the internet is full of savagery. This person, somebody put out a tweet is, what are your memories? What are your thoughts about Devin Funch's legacy as a Packer? And somebody put up this tweet, and it was him catching these two passes in the preseason. And they all looked terrible. Like, And it was like, that's it. Thank you for watching. <laughs> it was just this bugger. This is the worst. Terrible, Poor. It was almost as bad as a guy getting him uh, on Cameo to tell me that uh, I should check the house salad out instead. Of the yeah, over, over, over the season, only, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw Devin. Maybe he, uh, he should have transitioned to Stinks a little bit sooner. <laughs> All right, that's the C3 Panthers post game. We're here on Tuesday nights live, 9 p.m. It's the longest running Panthers podcast, and that means why? Why is that? Why is it longer running than even the team does or anybody else? And not because uh, we're better than anybody else. It's because we won't quit fucking talking about the Carolina Panthers Never. every Tuesday night. We won't quit. We don't quit. We keep talking. Keep talking. Just like you're going to keep smashing that thumbs up button. You're going to keep sharing the show with a friend. You're going to keep calling into the show. 
and you're going to check us out everywhere we go. Take us out of here, Cody. Let's get the hell out of here. Compound it, Panther fans. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.